We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> it's time for the Gabe Ramirez Show on 670 The Score. Oh, you see this facial hair? This, this little baby facial hair? Is until the Bears win. He's two more sacks. I mean, don't you know that Puerto Rican Bobby is coming for you? <laughs> Sipping on some Coquito. He's doing his thing. Out. Let's do this. Shout out to my producer, Tyler, with the sickest intro I think I've heard in my whole career in radio. It is Gabe Ramirez on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Extremely excited to be talking to you guys today about something that I absolutely love. And that's sports. Chicago sports, to be specific. We have a fantastic show for you today. We are going to be talking to my man, Lawrence Holmes, Loho. How can I do my first show on 670 The Score and not just reach out to one of my guys? And you guys can hear a little bit more about that relationship in just a little bit. We're also going to have Daniel Greenberg. He's going to be talking about the Chicago Cubs in the 8 o'clock hour as well. Got to be talking to him how he feels about these Chicago Cubs after a surprising first weekend, ending up 2-1. and one. After this, you would think the Sox would be the ones two and one and the Cubs would be the ones that were on the other side of that. Uh, But again, man, I'm Gabe Ramirez. If you are familiar with the voice at all, I have walked down the hall from B96 and left my role as morning show host over there. And I've been doing sports for so long now. I mean, for years, I've been on Fox 32 doing Bears Unleashed. I've been coming down the hall begging my bo- the boss over here to let me on the air, and I've had the luxury of sitting in with some of the guys here that are just le- legends in the sports world. So to be able to talk about the Bulls, the Bears, the White Sox, and now the Cubs. I know my family's laughing right now. They have to be. I- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that grew up on the north side of the city, went to Lane Tech a couple miles from Wrigley Field, but yet my family is full of Cubs fans. Dad grew up right next to there in the high-rise downtown or off of Addison, I should say, in Lakeshore. But I'm a Sox fan. I grew up in the era of Frank Thomas. I grew up in the era of Ozzie Guillen, Blackjack McDowell. So when I was throwing the tennis ball off the steps of my house in Humble Park, I used to play Cubs versus Sox all the time, and my Sox would get a slight edge on that. So I can't wait to talk baseball again in the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up in just a little bit, we do have Lawrence Holmes to talk about our Chicago Bulls. That should be extremely interesting. And I'll get to the Bulls regular season in just a second, but something you're going to learn about me and the way I'm going to start off all my shows is with gambling. I love to gamble. My wife tells me to call that number that they give out all the time, but I tell her, babe, if I'm winning, how can I, what's the point of me calling up those numbers if I'm actually winning? So what I like to do today, we're kind of light, no NBA today, no hockey even. Yes, sometimes I even go into hockey. So I do have a parlay for you guys 
um, today with Major League Baseball. Some of the later games and the game that's starting in just a little bit. We'll start off there, Seattle and Minnesota. Should be a good one today. Chris Flexen's on the mound for the Mariners. Last year he was 14-6, 125 strikeouts and 179 innings. They're plus 105 right now. And even though Minnesota's the favorite, they lost two of the first three uh, against Seattle. I think Seattle's going to go ahead and take this this third game and uh, the final game of the four-game series. So I got them. I also have the Miami Marlins going up against the Los Angeles Angels. Now, the Angels, this is why I'm picking them. This is why I'm picking Miami. The Angels got a guy named Michael Lorenzen. He was a reliever last year. So you know he's going to be nervous. This is their um, going to be their fourth game of the season. I don't trust a reliever coming in to try to pitch and get a victory, even though they have a great team. But Miami, Eliasar Hernandez, 53 strikeouts and 51 innings. Miami's just that team that you've paid attention to your whole life that just kind of sneaks around. They're kind of like the Minnesota Twins of the National League. They're always somewhere in the mix, kind of having young prospects that can play well and some good pitching prospects as well. So I think Mr. Hernandez is going to be the victor today. And to wrap up the parlay, I'm, I'm going three games. I don't like to go more than that. That's usually when I win. Or, or if you actually gamble, you know what happens when you go for more than three games. One of them always loses. And you kick yourself, asking yourself, why didn't you bet the other side? The last game is going to be the San Diego Padres versus the San Francisco Giants. San Fran's minus 150 right now. This is actually a four-star bet on our BetQL app. If you don't have that, you should check that out. Don't be gambling and just throwing away your money. Do your research and, and have this be a, a tool in your tool belt. So it's a four-star bet. They have San Francisco winning. Alex Wood is going to be on the mound for the Giants. And San Diego has Nick Martinez. And this, and even if you don't put the parlay together, this might be just the game you want to bet just by itself. 150 is not, a ter- not terrible odds. But Nick Martinez hasn't pitched in, in the MLB since 2017. He's been in Japan for the, for the last couple of years. And I don't know. That just seems like an edge to me. I'd rather you be pitching in major leagues last year like Alex Wood, who's had a phenomenal year last year as opposed to Nick Martinez. So, again, just to recap, again, I'm, I like to start off all the shows like this because I like to bet, so there's a lot of games going on. You're driving, you can pull out your app, or maybe when you get home, you can go ahead and check it out. But, again, I have Seattle Mariners, I have the Miami Marlins, and I got the San Francisco Giants for that three-game parlay. Again, you can check out some of those bets on, on the BetQL network. This is 670 Score. I am Gabe Ramirez. Again, my first, my very first show. I can't even believe it that this is – happening where we are actually going to be talking about sports. I get to talk Got my producer, Tyler, here looking at him. I got people texting me. And and here's one thing I would love for you to do. I come, coming from B96, I feel like, you know, I'm always interacting with the fans. We're always doing phone topics, things like that. So I, I told everybody here, I said, listen, I'm going to have the phone lines open. I need people to call me. I need to interact with, with the city of Chicago because I'm going to love to hear these opinions. So, again, the, the phone number here, 312-644-6767. I'm going to be talking about Bulls for the rest of the hour, and I would just love to hear what your thoughts are. Because obviously, everyone, when they think to themselves about what's going on with the Bulls, every argument at every barbershop, every group chat, whatever that might be when you're talking about the Bulls, it's why are they in the place that they are in right now? When you look at the Chicago Bulls team, just a few months ago, you were so ecstatic. You were loving that they were hitting three-pointers. They had like the number one three-point percentage in the league in the middle of the season. First place, you thought you even had a small hope of the Chicago Bulls winning an NBA championship, and then all of a sudden that kind of derailed. And I would love for you to call in and give me your reasoning because there's so many things that you can point to. But going into this 2022 playoffs, especially against the Milwaukee Bucks, you cannot say 
that you are as excited and as optimistic as you once were in the beginning of the season. But what you will learn again is that I am about solutions and not problems. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy and try to point all those things out for you, but I'd love for you, you, the caller, to call, to tell me what it is that you feel is the issue for the Chicago Bulls and what's changed. Again, 312-644-6767. We're going to have Tyler go ahead and open up those lines. But I'll tell you a couple things that I feel when it comes to these Chicago Bulls. First and foremost is DeMar DeRozan. Playing phenomenal basketball, having a stellar year. But he's 32 years of age. And listen, I was 32 years old once, and I remember that. I turned 30, and I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, this feels just like 29. And then 31 happens, and you're like, what's the big deal, guys? 30s is Being in your 30s is cool. Like, everybody was complaining about it. And then all of a sudden, I hit 32, 33, and my body started to respond. So the only thing I could think about when I think about DeMar DeRozan is the fact that he, you know how you have that, that rookie wall that people are saying Io has hit? I wonder if that's the same case for DeMar DeRozan. Does he look a little bit sluggish to you? We know he can hit a mid-range jumper. We know he can hit a 15-footer. But does he look the same to you? And would the reason be is because he is 32 turning 33. Now, DeMar, if you're listening, listen. King of the fourth. I love you out there. I love you coming down and posing your will on teams and knowing that you can score a bucket. But again, I'm just pointing to things that could potentially be the reason why the Bulls are not in the same situation as they were in the middle of the year. Another thing is three-point shooting. You look at other teams that the Bulls are facing, whether it's the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, even the Charlotte Hornets with the mellow ball splashing from three or four feet behind the three-point line. The Bulls just aren't doing the same thing. Now, we were in the middle of the season. Troy Brown Jr., you had... People just, you know, even Caruso was hitting his threes. Io was with fresh legs, splashing from the corner. And Vooch was hitting consistently. And then all of a sudden, the three-point shooting just kind of took a turn for the worse. Now, a lot of people will point to defense. They'd say, this Bulls team isn't moving the way they should. I mean, it's tough. A lot of other teams are hitting their stride now in the middle of the season. And you say to yourself, well, why did the Bulls peak early on? I think... The Bulls had a chip on their shoulder to begin the season. The Bulls really wanted to prove everyone wrong. Every writer, every fan was sitting there knocking my Chicago Bulls, saying they were destined for failure. Maybe they'll be in the play-in situation. DeMar and Zach won't work. But I think we saw quite the opposite, an unselfish Bulls team. My favorite thing to do while I'm watching is to see the amount of assists compared to the amount of field goals that we've made. Because when that number is high, when we have 15 field goals on, excuse me, yeah, 15 field goals on 12 assists, it just looks good because you know we're moving the ball. And that always seemed to happen in the first quarter. And then for whatever reason, it just kind of took a turn. I remember when Mike Jordan, he'd always try to get people involved in the first quarter or so. He knows he was going to take his shots in the fourth. And I loved seeing that from DeMar, moving the ball, being a facilitator, leading the second group. And then all of a sudden, things changed in that dynamic. And I'd love to hear, again, I'd love to hear your thoughts. But for me, it was when Zach got hurt in the middle of the season, I believe it was like right around December. MVP chance and DeMar DeRozan is the greatest signing ever in Chicago Bull history. Everyone was saying that. And then when Zach came back, it seemed as though the chemistry was just lost a bit. And it could have been because of Lonzo Ball, a phenomenal facilitator. Somebody else had to step up. 
the the pressure of the Chicago Bulls organization and to make the playoffs and continue to be great was on his shoulders for that time. And then when Zach came back, it almost seemed as if Zach was like, hey, I'm I'm here. I'm not just going to shoot 28-foot three-pointers with two seconds left on the shot clock. I can get to the cup. But I feel like, I don't know. I'm watching and I'm seeing and I'm trying to figure out what it is. Why are the why are the Bulls making me feel this way? Because like you, I'm equal, I'm so invested in my teams. Bulls, Bears, socks. I mean, I'll tolerate the Cubs, but Bulls, Bears, socks. And I'm emotional to the point where it, it just affects me. I, 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 I'm not sure how to feel the next day. And in this situation where I'm looking at these Bulls, and I know I'm playing with house money because the Bulls are doing well. Bulls are doing better than most people expected. Why am I still upset? Again, 312-644-6767. 670 to score. We got Lawrence Holmes coming up in a second. He's going to be telling us exactly what he thinks about these Chicago Bulls as they walk into their first-round matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks. But we shouldn't feel this way. We shouldn't be so angry. We shouldn't feel as though, ah. You know, I, I was just talking to Tony Gill, another 670 to score alum, about two hours ago. And he was saying that we'd be lucky to win one game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Where is this optimism from earlier in the season? Why, why aren't people talking about how we can pull off the upset of all upsets and if it's even possible? Oh, I can't wait to talk to Loho about this because he's going to, I know what he's going to do. He's going to be the, the pessimist. He's going to be the, the Chicago fan that's like, ah, bah humbug. And I know that's you. I know that's you listening in the car. But I really want to put up some positivity into your life. How can the Bulls win this series against the Milwaukee Bucks? We'll go ahead and tackle that. But um, in the meantime, again, Lawrence Holmes is going to be coming up in just a second to join me so that that way he can tell me how many games can the Bulls win in the first round series against the Milwaukee Bucks. And his answer is going to shock you. I'm Gabe Ramirez. We're talking Bulls, Bucks next on 670 to score. Maybe what were things, you know, from game to game that maybe they adjusted on, you know, seeing us a second time, a third time, and then a fourth time. And, you know, okay, what were some of the things we adjusted to uh, seeing them, you know, over a period of time. But yeah, I mean, I think knowing personnel is really critical. You know, we've got, you know, a guy like Io has gone through the league. He knows these guys, but I think knowing personnel is really, really critical. I think to Casey's point, you know, Lopez was out there with his back and now he's back and has played well. Um, you know, they've, they've had the opportunity to play a little bit smaller with Portis to five and also playing big with Giannis and Lopez together. They also can use Ibaka. He didn't play last game against us. So, you know, when that he fits in there. So I think those are kind of all the things you try to study and just be as detailed as you can. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, I am Gabe Ramirez. That was Bulls coach Billy Donovan talking about strategy when it comes to playing the Milwaukee Bucks. I laugh because I'm thinking to myself, where was the strategy at the first four games when you played these guys? This level of comfort when it came to playing them. Well, here to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls, we got none other than my homie Lawrence Holmes. What's up, man? Dude, you're holding it down, huh? I'm trying to. Hold on. Let me get this in. You know I got to do this. Guest join. Our guests are here on the Score Hotline presented by Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I'm, I'm trying to, you know. So, all right. So, what were you talking about? Like, was I was looking on the text line. Like, is there a sports memorabilia thing that was going on? What was happening? Nah, I don't know. I, I, you know what? 
I've been given a warning to not look at the text line while you're on the, <laughs> while you're on the air. So I'm trying to avoid it as much as possible right now. I'm just like, you know what? I'll read it later. First show, I'll let it be what it is. So Yeah, I mean, it's a different vibe than what you usually would do over at B96. Because you have to be present the whole time. And you'll learn, you'll you'll figure out and navigate how to multitask where it's like, oh, the TV's on and I need to pay attention to what my producer's saying. And there's a text screen and I'm also on Twitter. All that stuff will, it seems like a lot right now, but eventually you will completely master it. It's funny because at B96, whenever I don't want to talk, I could just play Justin Bieber. Now, <laughs> yeah, don't do that here. No, no, don't. No, no, I'd rather talk about Justin Fields now. It's a totally okay. different ball game. Yeah, don't don't do that here because that that will that will that will be on your tombstone. So Lawrence and I had the opportunity to talk last week. I mean, obviously, Lawrence and I, our relationship goes back more than a decade, and obviously, he has an extremely successful show on the score where he hosts by himself. And I caught him in the most awkward room possible and that is in the men's locker room changing area <laughs> that's true we we were over at the gym we, had had you just finished or had i just finished working out i can't remember something like that neither one of us were naked i know that that's good <laughs> no i know what it was i was getting ready to start my workout and you and were finishing, finishing up that's what it was so he gave me some phenomenal advice and he continues to do it i will continue to pick your brain when it comes to these kinds of things because I do value your opinion, and I do know you are one person you can go to to the source that knows what they're talking about. And that's why I'm so glad you're my first guest on my very first show here on The Score. Dude, I'm honored. Like, I'm honored to be on the show with you, and I'm glad that The Score listener is getting – they haven't gotten 100% Gabe yet. I'm looking forward to when they get 100% Gabe. Yeah, I need you to round me up. That's exactly what we're here for. This well, is- you know, this is when it'll happen. It'll happen. It has to happen organically or else, you know, the people are not going to feel it. Always. But it, it'll happen when the next time you're on after a game crushes your soul. Uh. Like. Like if if you were doing a game after the Bulls get swept out of the playoffs, for example, by Milwaukee, and and that next show you did, it was just raw. Like you, those nerves were just raw. Then the people gonna get a hundred percent, Gabe. Gabe that that stays playing basketball way too late into his thirties. That that dude, that the guy that loves the game the way that you do, he's gonna come out after they get swept by the Bucks. Let's hope not. Let's hope not, man. This is 670 Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. I'm talking to Lawrence Holmes, my very first guest on my very first show. Let's talk about these Bulls and Bucks, man. If there's somebody that I can talk to about this and speak freely, it's definitely you. So you feel, without a doubt, sweep no matter what? I, I think the gentleman sweep is probably more likely. You The 4-1 type sweep. You're the gambling guy. Have you seen what, what are the numbers if I bet the Bucks to win in five? I'll, it, I'll tell is you that, that like plus 260 or something no, like that. No, I, I bet you it's it's got to be way less than that for the Bucks. I mean, I'm sure cuz the rest of the country or the world for that matter feels the same way where it's I, I was just talking to your boy Tony Gill just a couple of hours ago. He literally said the same exact thing. He said gentleman sweep. 4-1. See now, here's where you can win people some money. It's telling us which game that's going to be. Which game you feel that's going to be? Is it going to be game 3 or 4 when we're at home? We're going to go down 2-0 in Milwaukee? I I think that if they have a prayer of winning a game, it's oh game God. three. Look, look, here here's my issue with the Bulls versus Milwaukee. 
there's no team that they really match up well that they could have played in the playoffs, right? But Milwaukee is a particularly bad matchup for them. Big time. You start with Giannis, and, 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 and there's no shame in not being able to have a plan against Giannis. Like, everyone understands. This is one of, this is one of the greatest players. Like we can now, like, talk about him as one of the greatest players that's ever lived, not just he's, he's one of the gre- greatest players right now. So you start with that. Then you add Chris Middleton, who is problematic for the Bulls on the perimeter. I do think that it'll help that they have Patrick Williams back, and hopefully Caruso will be available to help out defensively. Drew Holiday is a terrible matchup for the Bulls. He does everything right. He can do whatever Milwaukee wants him to do. If it's a game where Giannis is going off, then Drew can be the facilitator. If it's a game where they need someone to, to drive and kick to Chris Middleton, he can do that. If they need him to score, he can do that. He bodied up Tristan Thompson <laughs> last week. Ugly style. Gabe, you saw it. It was bad. You saw, like, the point guard on the block against a center, and he was just moving him around. Yeah. Like, that That dude is underrated. And, and on top of that, you then add in what Brooke Lopez provides to them. There's – it gives the the Bulls all sorts of problems because if, if you were worried about how can we use Vooch and Tristan and maybe Patrick Williams to deal with Giannis, now you've got to worry about Lopez banging the boards and, and shooting the threes. Yeah. Yes, 100%. He had 28 points against them last week. And, and, and Gabe, what really made me mad about that game, and I was talking about it on the air earlier today, it felt like Milwaukee was using that game as a practice last week. Giannis wasn't even trying to score. First Gabe, quarter, he didn't score a point. Didn't didn't shoot. Didn't shoot in the in the first quarter. He was out there distributing, and he ends the game with seven assists. And he was barely trying, barely trying. He he could have very easily had a triple double against the Bulls last week if he wanted to do that. And that's what scares me about them matching up, particularly with with the Bucks. It, it's that. It also for me, like Philly, I think would have been a bad matchup. But you maybe could have gotten lucky that that perhaps James Harden isn't quite into it anymore, and maybe you end up winning a, a game or a couple of games in the series because he's not into it. Milwaukee has felt disrespected this entire season. Even though they're champions. Yep. It's bad. Think about, how, think about how, Gabe, think about how we talked about the NBA this year. The main stories of the NBA were what? LeBron being out in L.A., that bad team that he put together out in L.A. The then Nets. The, the Nets, whether, whether Jokic could be back-to-back MVP, when Giannis is like, look at my numbers. <laughs> right. look, at, look at what I'm doing very quietly. Is Joel Embiid ready to take the next step? Is he the league's MVP? And, and all this time, Milwaukee is just sitting there like, y'all know that we're the champs, right? <laughs> and, and, and they aren't treated. They're almost treated like you would expect people to have treated the bubble champ champion LeBron Lakers team. Exactly. People act like Milwaukee didn't win the title last year. It's like, ah, oh, you beat the Phoenix Suns. Uh, right. You didn't really beat one of the top tier teams in the West. And now look at Phoenix, number one, in the, in the sitting in the one seed. Yeah. I thought we were going to go. I was hoping for the Celtics. I know you said we'd have no good matchup. 
I there, thought there's no good one, but you're right. The Celtics might be a better matchup for the Bulls than than Milwaukee. Milwaukee is for every reason you said. Again, Lawrence Holmes here on six seventy score joining me, Gabe Ramirez first show. But everything you said, I'm tired of watching Bobby Portis have a revenge game. It's never. It's not a plural statement. It's not revenge games. It's just a game. Get over it. Stop scoring 20 on us every time you get out there and grabbing 12 boards with the crazy eyes. You, you know, you're talking about phenomenal guard play from Drew Holiday. And Middleton, it's almost as if he's saying to himself, DeMar, you're not as good of a mid-range player as I am. Mm-hmm. And I can hit threes. I will walk up to the three-point line and smack this three in your face. Yep. And you're right. Giannis, I mean, we know what Giannis is going to do. Phenomenal ball handler, by the there, way. There's no answer for him. Zero. Like I, I can't be mad at the Bulls for not having a good plan against Giannis. No one has a good plan against Giannis. Even when the plan is, well, we'll foul Giannis because he's not a great free throw shooter. You saw in the playoffs last year him turn himself into a, 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 a really representative free throw shooter. And at the end, when they desperately needed him to hit free throws, he did it. Even with people counting up to 20 or however long it takes <laughs> him to shoot funny. free throws, he he was still able to get it done. So I, I understand that. And maybe you might have a better time against that phenomenal backcourt that that they have in Boston. But I don't know, man. There was no one outside of Toronto that I would have even picked the Bulls against, like in a series. Yeah. And like, it's, I, and I, I probably playing would have picked good. them against Toronto. And Toronto's playing well right now. Yep. They're playing some really good basketball. So you said you asked the, the odds earlier. Bucks to win the series 4-1 plus 185 on BetMGM right now. Oh, it's not worth it. And to, for, for me, I think the Bulls might sneak to. I think the Bulls are going to catch them off guard. You can't. Don't tell me the Bulls are going to lose eight straight to Milwaukee. Okay, so all right. I heard you, I heard you talking about this before I came on. I was, I've been listening to the last segment. And I want to know. It's cool to say, oh well, you know, the I think the Bulls can win two games. Explain to yes. me how. Okay, how? First and foremost, Billy Donovan has to have a quick hook with Nikola Vucevic. Quick. Now, here's the reason. I I, I love him. I want to put this out there. I love Vuce. I'm a Vuce fan the same way I was a Mitch Trubisky fan to the death. I'm a Bulls all day, every day. The problem is this: in a playoff game, you have to be able to pull the plug, plug quickly. As I mentioned in that very segment as well, the Bulls had good three-point shooters, guys that are deep on the bench that can hit the three consistently when DeMar and Zach are driving to the lane and dishing it out to the corners. If Vooch can hit it, get him out of there quickly. All right, and I, and I mentioned this to one of my guys earlier. I think you can't be afraid to put Pat Will at the point. Lonzo did a phenomenal job distributing the basketball. I'm going to tell you why. He, first of all, he looked decent in that last game. But he, Come on, he, Decent. Dave, he was playing against you and me on Sunday. Get his confidence up. Of course up. he looked He's decent a baby. against us. He's a baby. Get his confidence up. You got to do something different. That's what I'm trying to say. Having Io bring up the ball and distribute it, it's, it's, or getting it lost in Zach's hands and DeMar's hands for 35, or you know what I'm saying, for half your possessions is, is not good enough. You have to switch it up. So you asked me, the question was, how can they win this? Quick hook on Vooch, switch it up. Let, and, and here's the other reason why you want he will bringing up the ball in certain situations. Get him involved in the offense. You know he has a, a crazy mid-range game. You know he can get to the cup. He makes good passes. Get him involved so that way he feels like he's a party of instead of telling him, hey, 
go get these rebounds, clean up, clean up, clean up the boards. That's how you're going to get your offense. I, I just think you have to involve him a little bit more so that he can be tenacious on defense and want to come down the floor and and get these guys involved so that that way. So, so to me, that's how it happens. You're going to win one game because Demar Derozan is going to get on fire, catch fire for one of those games. Yeah, but even in games that he's caught fire against the Bucks, they've lost by 21 <laughs> points. Like, like, look, look, I'm a huge Demar fan, but this is this is part of the issue with having a player like that. It's not just the amount of points. I, I think that that to be fair to Demar, to to speak to what you just said, Gabe, if he's super efficient. It can't just be he scored 40 points on 35 shots. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's got to be DeMar went 16 for 20 from the floor. And he, he got to the line 10 times. Like It's got to be that type of game where and, he's in control of it and there's not missed shots and, and opportunities for Milwaukee to get into transition and go the other way. And you need a 20-20 20 game from all three of them, at least. You need Vooch to score 20. You need Zach to put up 20. And an easy 20. I feel like the Bulls struggle so hard for easy buckets. I don't know if it's the offensive play calling, where I understand you're trying to get DeMar into his spot. But that's not an easy, you know, an easy two points for you all the time. Like what? I see all these other teams with these nice backdoor cuts, these nice plays. It seems as though the Bulls don't muster up enough of those. You know what they do, Gabe? Like you, you play a lot of ball. They ball watch. Like that's the yeah. problem. Like that's that's what you're signing up for with Demar. Sometimes Demar needs to work, and those guys need to understand. They need to stop watching him work, and they need to make it easier by clearing outsides and cutting hard to the basket. That's a place where I do think Patrick Williams could help them be more successful. If 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 they were to just start to really make some hard cuts to the basket and and make defenses think. Give them a little bit of something to think about and and make it so that they don't think that the ball is just going to stop with DeMar. Like that that to me is the key. But I still just I just don't think it's I'm having a hard <laughs> time like coming up with a matchup. So like all right, let me let me go to fantasy land with you for a second, Gabe. Okay. Um, Bulls win four four three. No, oh, okay. I mean we're trying to get them one win, Gabe. We're not trying to get them a series win. Okay. We're okay. trying to figure out how fantasy to get them land. one. We're trying to live there. Demar isn't the guy that needs to go off for them to win. You know who the guy who needs to go off for them to win is? The guy you want to bench, Vooch. It's got to be it's got to be a crazy Vooch game. You get those occasionally. You know, one of those games where he gives you 13, 14 rebounds and he scores 25 points. It has to be like that, and it has to be immediate. They have to try and make Giannis expend energy defensively. If he gets to drift because Vooch isn't, is settling for three-point shots that he's not making and isn't making Giannis work in the post, they got no shot at all because – you're allowing that guy to play at an optimal rate where he doesn't have to worry about what's happening on the defensive end. He can concentrate what has, what's happening on the offensive end, and he can use all of his energy to drop step and dunk on you on the baseline. So if, if, if I'm making an argument 
for the Bulls to win a game in this series that that maybe in in Gabe's <laughs> fantasy land catapults them to winning the series. It's got to be the crazy Vooch game. It's got to be the game where he comes out on fire. He is in his bag. He is cutting to the basket. They are finding him. He's finishing at the rim. He's attacking Giannis and getting him in foul trouble. That's where I see them then being able to have the offense diversify, and then you can let DeMar do his work and let Zach do his work. But if if Vooch gives you an effort like he gave last week, it doesn't matter what DeMar does. Zero. It, it doesn't matter because they'll, they'll be blown out of the game. He's Lawrence Holmes, host of Lawrence Holmes Show on 670 The Score, 12 to 2 right here. So glad he's joining me, my very first guest on my very first show. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Before I get you out of here, I appreciate the Chicago Bull-loving bashing you just did right there to ah. break my heart. No, dude. I, just, I get it. I, I get it. I get you, it. I get it. I just gave you a way for them to win. I, I, I bring you on the show thinking we're going to have a Bulls love fest. And you tell no. me my Bulls are getting swept out of here and you're keeping it too real for me. I'm feeling emotional right now. But let's, let's, let's do this before you get out of here. Because clearly you don't think my Bulls are going to win this first round. What can the Bulls do in this offseason to propel themselves into that, what we've now seen is the top tier of the Eastern Conference? They need more three-point shooting, like more consistent three-point shooting. They need a backup point who is a legit half-court point. Or they need Io to develop into one. And I think that he's got the potential to do it. I'm a I, I understand like it does seem like he's kind of hit the rookie wall and it happened later than it does for most rookies. But I think that there's a lot there. I think he's a smart kid. I think he will work hard and he will take the coaching. Like everywhere he's been, whether it was Donovan earlier this year or him in Illinois or him in Morgan Park, he takes the coaching. He's got a plan. Lonzo is not a half-court point. He's a transition point, and he's one of the best in the league at transition point. If you can tailor, if you can tailor Io's game to be a little bit more representative of, like, I know I'm talking about an all-star player here, but can you be a Kyle Lowry type? Okay. That's a great, that's a great comparison right there. If you can do that, because I think he's way more athletic than Lowry. Like, he can finish at the rim, and and I don't trust Lowry to do that. <laughs> but if you can run the offense and understand where the mismatches are and 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 drop incredible entry passes, you know what frustrates me? Like, now I'm getting my whole list of grievances against the Bulls I'll out. listen. I'll listen. I, I hate the way that they entry pass from the wing. Ugh. They like Vooch will be calling for the ball and then guys can't get the right angle to get him the ball. They turn the ball over a lot in those situations. But I think that Io has the the want to and the ability to be that. And he's got to devote that time and the Bulls have got to devote that time to him to to do it. But I if he can be a Kyle Lowry type player, he's gonna make his money. Like I think he made I think he's already made his second contract for the way that he's played throughout this season. For sure. And and the sky's the limit. And it's good for him that he was a second-round pick because he gets to get to the money faster. 
You know, like 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 my man Varnell Hill said, he he he, get, he got yams. You know, you, Martin's trying to get to the yams, and this young man can get to the yams. <laughs> He's he, definitely he can checking get the bag early. right now. Early, early, early checking the bag. It's it's a great. I love that you said Kyle Lowry because you look at Io and you look at the makeup of his game. We've seen his mid range game on display. When he shoots an actual jump shot where he takes off the ground, doesn't do the shot put thing like he does sometimes on his three-pointers. But when he gets to the cup, he feels confident shooting from that 12 to 15-foot range. And he can make those consistently. Having a guy like DeMar alongside him has really shown him and given him confidence to pull up and take that shot. He can finish around the rim. He has zero problem getting to the cup. I'd love for him to dunk it a couple more times as opposed to you know putting it off the glass, leaving it open to be blocked. But you're right. It's controlling the offense. You know he has leadership qualities. We've seen as a rookie how, how he's had moments of leadership on the court. And again, you're right. It's about the understanding. And you know it's going to come with time. But you hope he can do that and continue to develop that three-point shooting because you're right. That is definitely something the Chicago Bulls need. You know, a couple couple more threes a game. Matt Thomas, if he was a couple inches taller, we wouldn't be talking about this, right? We, yeah, we, but he wouldn't be a bull because he'd be somewhere else. <laughs> right. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> right, right. But them getting Lonzo back would help in that regard because in, in the half court, that's where he's been super effective. You saw when he was with New Orleans, he was a guy that was, was hitting threes at a 40% clip. Yeah. You know, when, when he's out there in the corner and, and getting the off the pass, so... He helps a lot. Part of the issue, though, with the Bulls this season is at every turn when a Bulls fan has said, man, something's not quite right with this team, people will buck back with, well, they're so hurt. And once they get Caruso back and once they get yeah. Pat Will back, like, and what you've seen is with Caruso and Williams back, the problems haven't been fixed. And Lonzo fixes a lot of their problems, but he doesn't fix all of them. And 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 their biggest problem offensively is that they are stagnant in half court. And Lonzo isn't really known for being that dude. Yeah. Lawrence Holmes, again, host of the Lawrence Holmes Show, right here on 670 The Score from 12 to 2. Thank you so much, muchísima gracias, mi amigo, dude, to be here on I, the show with me, bro. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate the the flavor that you're bringing to the station. And anytime I get to talk with the nighttime crew, my my old shift. I like it. I, I love to talk with the nighttime crew. So whenever you're on, I got the hookup at the crib. Just let me know, and I'll jump on with you. I appreciate you, Lawrence. Have a good night, all right? Y'all better listen to Gabe and show this man <laughs> love. He's been through hell, and he's here to tell you about all of it. It's the cosine of all cosines. My man, Lawrence Holmes, man. Again, I appreciate him for joining us. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Don't forget, the Bulls do take on the Milwaukee Bucks this weekend. You can listen to it right here on 670 The Score with Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. Now, when we come back, we still have a lot more playoff games to discuss. And I'm going to tell you which Eastern Conference team I think can shock the world and win the NBA championship. We'll talk about that next on 670 The Score. You gotta ask. I mean, the fans really responded to you all and voiced their displeasure. Um, when when that's happening, I mean, in the moment you're walking off the court for halftime, what goes on in your mind when the fans are voicing their displeasure like that? To be honest, the way I felt about it, they should. It's embarrassing. You know, we're a really good basketball team. We're not playing like it, and you know, they know that. We know that, and you know, it's understandable. We understand they have our back, but you know, we uh, we gotta play better. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez. Our very first show today. 
Don't boo me like the fans did the Chicago Bulls. That's what Zach Levine was talking about. I'm going to be telling you in just a second which Eastern Conference team I think can shock the world to win the NBA championship. No, unfortunately, it's not the Chicago Bulls. More often than not, I'd probably say the Bulls because that's how much of a homer I am. But in this instance, it's going to be somebody else. But I do want to touch on what Zach said. Isn't it refreshing as a Bulls fan or just a, a fan of sports in general? Isn't it refreshing to hear someone take on the booze like that? We've seen guys like Javi Baez stick his middle finger up. We've seen Julius Randle on the New York Knicks handle it in a different way. But it's good to hear a guy like Zach, superstar on the Chicago Bulls, say he welcomes it. But I love what he said. We're a really good basketball team. And the reality is every fan that was in that stadium feels exactly the same way. And over the course of the last couple of weeks, the Bulls, unfortunately, just haven't been playing at that level. So when you're Zach Levine and you hear these boos, I love it. Should be. We're playing like crap. I know they got our back, though. And that's one thing that you can say for sure. If you're a fan of the score, you're a fan of all these Chicago teams, you know we just want a better product on the field. It's the reason why people were booing the Bears at the end of the last season. Tired of losing all the time. And with this Chicago Bulls team heading into the playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks, we just want a little bit more. We, want, we just want over the last couple of weeks, Tyler, I'm looking at you, our producer over here. The last couple of weeks, I just wanted them to be competitive. They were getting blown out in every game, down by 15, 20 in every single one of these games. And you just said to yourself, I don't even want to watch these games anymore. I want to turn this off in the middle of the second quarter because you weren't sure what to get. But again, I appreciate a leader like Zach Levine that could come in and and say something like that, but also tip his cap to the fans and say, you know what? I know you guys got our backs, though. It's also good to know that everyone in that locker room feels the same way, that they are a good team, these Chicago Bulls, and that they expect more from themselves this season. So we'll we'll see. Again, the Lions, BetMGM, if you're checking them out, plus 185 for Milwaukee to win 4-1, plus 375 for the Bulls to get two victories. I don't know. That sounds good to me. I might put that in a parlay. But I did say earlier that there is a team in the Eastern Conference that I feel can shock the world and win the NBA championship. Now, I already said it's not the Chicago Bulls. And most people, if you're looking at <laughs> all the gambling sites, would say it'd be the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm not saying them either. I think the Brooklyn Nets... Getting into the seventh seed, I don't know why Boston wanted to win yesterday and get out of the three the three spot against the Bulls, but the team I'm talking about is the Miami Heat. Now, I'll tell you, I hate the Miami Heat. I hate Jim, uh, Jimmy. I don't want to say hate. It's such a strong word. I, I dislike Jimmy Butler and who he's become as an NBA player. But I know how to separate my disdain for a particular individual from reality, and that is that Miami does have a good team. They're plus 950 right now to win the NBA championship. I mean, if you had a couple of bucks to throw around, here's why I feel like the Miami Heat could potentially win the NBA championship. First and foremost, they're a phenomenal defensive team. And in the NBA, half-court defense is where it's at because the game slows down. Each possession matters. And when you have guys like Potential defensive player of the year, Bam Adebayo. Jimmy Butler, you know he's a lockdown defender. 
who knows what you're going to get if Oladipo is going to play. But not only the defense, but it's also the three-point shooting. And I'm not talking about Kyle Korver three-point shooting where you can hit threes when you're up by 15, but when the game's on the line, you're not necessarily smacking the same way. I'm talking about Tyler Harrell and Duncan Robinson, guys that are cons- they have the number one three-point shooting team in, in the NBA. And then you throw in former Bull Max Struess, who can knock down a three-pointer for you when needed. You really got to take a look at this Miami Heat team again, and it pains me because I'm not a big Jimmy Butler fan. But when you're looking at the makeup of the team, I mean, who are they going to go up against in the first round? Probably, I'm, I think it's going to be Charlotte. I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to get out of the play-in. So in that first round matchup, you expect them to win a one versus eight seed game, excuse me. And then second round, they're going against, you know, your 4-5, your Philadelphia-Toronto. Now, Philadelphia, granted, you might say to yourself, this is a team with James Harden, Joel Embiid, just playing dominant MVP-type basketball. But they're beatable. They're beatable. And that's why I'm telling you that I feel like this team can go deep. Again, Gabe Ramirez here on 670, the score. I'm sure they're going to be talking about this on BetMGM tonight. That comes on right around 9 p.m. here on 670, the score. But again, Miami, plus 950. And when you're looking at the Eastern Conference, I mean, there are some tough teams, but again, three-point shooting, offense in the half court. You know Jimmy Butler can get you a bucket if need be or get to the foul line if that. These are all characteristics of a championship team. Now, I didn't believe them when they went to the bubble. I thought to myself, there's no way in in hell this team's going to win the championship. They got there, and I feel like they do have a chip on the shoulder. I feel like that argument that Spolstra and Buckets and Udonis Haslam got into a couple of weeks ago really lit a fire underneath them. They weren't playing necessarily well. They're only 6-4 and in their last 10 games. But Miami could be a team that you should be looking at. They could potentially shock the world. I mean, plus 950, put some money on it. You never know. Three-point shooting and good defense seems like a recipe for me. Now, speaking of an all-around talent, I got our guy Daniel Greenberg. He is going to be joining the show at the top of the hour. Talk a little bit about the Cubs. Started off the season 2-1. and one. I'm going to ask him what his expectations are and have they changed? And what does he feel like is the missing piece moving forward with the Chicago Cubs? We'll talk about that next right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 